and welcome to East Norfolk's very own politics podcast, Ian The Loop. This week we're talking about a Tory Deputy Chief Whip, Chris Pincher, resigning after allegedly assaulting two guests at a private members club. Um, Sweden and Finland's NATO, NATO bid, attempting to join NATO, essentially. And a shooting in Copenhagen that has killed three people. A Conservative Deputy Chief Whip here in the UK, Chris Pincher, has resigned after being accused of groping two men at a private club in Westminster. According to reports, this allegedly took place in front of several other MPs who then messaged the Chief Whip, Chris Heaton-Harris, to demand a meeting after this alleged incident. In a letter to Prime Minister Boris Johnson, Pincher said that he had drank too much and had embarrassed people around him. He also apologised for his behaviour and said that he will support the government from the back benches. So I think we should start with the um, Tory chief whip because I think that's... Deputy chief whip. Oh, deputy chief whip. Ex-deputy chief whip. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, we know what you mean. Um, anyway, I think this is probably the biggest piece of news because, I mean... It's terrific. Well, it's a whip, essentially. So a very influential member of a political party. Obviously, it's not confirmed, but who knows? Well, the fact that he held up his hands and said, I did it, and quit on his own remark, Yeah, it, it doesn't bode well for him. And the fact that he's openly said, I'm getting help for this, also doesn't bode well. And it's the fact that Boris is now known to have hired him, mm. apparently making the comments... Pincher by name, Pincher by nature, <laughs> before hiring him as deputy chief whip as well. So I mean, that, that's a great quote. I'm going to nab that. He's, um, like, he knew, he yeah, knew he what knew. his nature He's was. He's been asked to uh, explain how, uh, explain why he knew and why he hired him as well. Which he's going to have a job. But, He's got another job on his list. Yes, but what I can say to his credit, even though he is a very messed up person at the end of the day for doing this. At least he has admitted and resigned on his own accord and getting help. But he still sits as an independent. He mm. still represents the people of his constituency, which I don't think is very good. Yeah, I think that's a bit out of order because if mm. you if you're resigning as Over a whip this. and a member of a party, you should realistically. He, he didn't resign as a member of the party. Did he not? He was kicked out he of the party. Uh, well, he, even so, if you're resigning as sort of a whip and you've been kicked out of a party. Surely you should know it's your time to just mm. step down from any political office. Yep. As well, especially when you're especially when you're sexually assaulting people. Mm. It's not good not only is it not a good look on his own party, which he has been removed from, but it's just also not a good look on the it's nation's true. politics as a whole. See it's looking quite bad because at the moment mainly the Conservative Party's been hit by a bunch of sexual assault allegations. Mm. It's really not looking good. It, it's been scandal after scandal for this party at the moment. Like, what do they do? I'm not yeah, sure. There's some just, sort of reforms needed to not hire paedophiles. Yeah, it's just a question of where do they go from here? Or even worse, is it just the Tory party? Hmm. I have a feeling it probably is. Of course. But, but you always have to question it because you I, never really know. When, when was yeah. the last time you heard of a Labour MP doing something like this or a Lib Dem or even the Green MP for that? You don't. It's just the Tories we hit. Yeah, and they, they need some kind of reform, or at least a background check. Well, at the very Even... least, a, se- a session on don't sexually assault people. Sit them all down in a classroom, right? Don't do this. I'd say don't vote in a leader that just willy-nilly 
lets paedophiles or sexual offenders run for office. But did you see the story that came out about Boris Johnson and Carrie Johnson in the oh, Foreign yes. Office? Yeah. I mean, the leader doing stuff like that doesn't set a great precedent for the rest of the party. It's no. not a great tone of... It sets a bad example. Just yeah, a reminder, this example. man runs our country. Mm. The fifth largest and, economy and in the did, world. And he did that in an office with his mistress at the time. They weren't even married, it was his mistress. Yeah, and if you yeah. think, if the leader of our country is doing this, and the members of the party underneath him are essentially taking after him, where, where do the Conservatives even go from here? Where does it stop as well? Because it, it has been, as you've said, scandals. Scandal after scandal after scandal. Which... What's next? Yeah, it's Who's just next? resignation, please. Well, if he resigns, Boris will suddenly have another by-election, and he doesn't want another by-election. Right. Anyway, in, in his resignation letter, of course, resigning as being mm. a whip rather than resigning, resigning as being an MP, because that's just too much work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But he Can't claimed to lose the money. Yeah. He, he claimed that he'd drank too much and embarrassed himself. Surely... Just a bit. Yeah. Surely, if you're holding that position of power, you should know your limits anyway and just mm. not drink. If, if you know that that's going to happen or something, which maybe you did, maybe you didn't mm. know that was going to happen, but even then, you should be able to control your drink. You should know when enough is enough, as all those beer adverts say. When the fun's... Oh, yeah. When the fun's drink. Right, so Finland and Sweden are applied to join NATO. Uh, Turkey have come out in support of them. Finally, after they Fine, blocked Yeah, them. they blocked it originally saying that Sweden and Finland... Fin, fin, I'm having a stroke. They originally denied them saying that they were housing terrorists or something. Well, technically... Which is very rich coming from the Turkish. Well, it's, it's quite rich. But now um, in the agreement, Sweden and Finland have acknowledged that the PKK, which is the group that um, they've both been accused of harboring mm. terrorists from, as a terrorist organisation... And they're, they've now basically given Turkey powers to um, extradite those they consider as terrorists and criminals currently in Sweden and Finland, which isn't good. But it's made Turkey happy, and now it's, they've... It's made them a part of NATO pretty yeah. much. It it's does increase Turkey's power in NATO, though, because they know they can just veto and then get what they want. Yeah, because it's, it's made the Turkish happy, and Sweden and Finland have joined NATO. And in that sense... In it, effect. It, in that sense, it's quite good. However, as you said, the ability for Turkish to just extradite whoever they see as violent terrorists, it's a bit far. Mm-hmm. It's worrying that one country can stop them from joining in this alliance, especially at the moment with Russia, seeing as they're willing to invade countries. You want to have that protection. Absolutely. And pers- personally, I don't think it should have been just down to, like, Turkey, whether they should have been able to join or not. I think it should have been down to a unanimous vote with all NATO nations it, it is, rather you, than just the big ones being like... Mm, I think it is. We it, was, it, was, it was unanimous. It is unanimous. With, Turkey with all, just... Um, countries. Just the only person who went against it was Turkey. They also... Um, both Nordic countries had to lift an arms embargo they imposed in Turkey in 2019 after they mm. invaded northern Syria. So that's gone now, which does give them the ability to have more arms in their country, which isn't great. It's not good. But, I mean, consider this. You're either Sweden or Finland, and you have to consider your nation's sovereignty Mm. and statehood versus supposedly harbouring terrorists. Mm. It's it's a trade-off, but 
is it worth it? The That's benefits I'd love to outweigh the deficit, in effect. It's yeah. especially, especially with Finland, where... Let's, right let's, on the border. Yeah, let's be honest. They're right on the border. It's historically been part of Russia, and the Russians will use that as a claim to their territory well, eventually. Historically so they did it with Russia. Ukraine. Yeah, they've done it with Ukraine, and sure, Ukraine obviously became independent a lot, well, a lot more recently. More recently yeah. I don't think that matters in Putin's eyes. It's, it's, ne- it's never stopped him. He's considered um, revoking Lithuania's recognition of independence just because they've transit, they've stopped the transit of goods to Kaliningrad. But I don't know. It's it's. I think it's dangerous from both countries' perspectives in the Nordic region because mm. they've had to give up some rights to their own choosing of who to take in as immigrants. But then they have just protected their citizens from Russian invasion. Yeah. So it, it it's a very yeah. difficult it's a very difficult place to be in, really, for both mm. for both of them. I mean, it's remarkable. Before Russia invaded, they were neutral countries. They were not political, and then all of a sudden they're like. Oh God, we need to join NATO now. Well, the thing is for Sweden is that they lead the world in nuclear disarmament. So them joining NATO, it's a bit of a step back kind of, it's, it's not a step back because they've agreed to um, not have nuclear weapons on their soil, oh. but they're also endorsing an alliance with it. In mm. so it, it's, it is. I would agree it's kind of a major step back for them. But Finland, I can completely understand why they would, especially after Russia's historical ownership of their land. Mm. Yeah, and also it's just two more nations east of Germany that have joined NATO since the year 1997, which, mm. again, just shows the threat that Russia poses to the world. Mm-hmm. I think most of Europe, except for Belarus, has gone, crikey, Russia is a big threat. We, we need to be worried about them. There's very few countries in Europe from this map that aren't in NATO. Yeah, I think it's... The only ones are... Belarus, Moldova, um, Switzerland, Switzerland, Austria, Bosnia, Serbia, and, and Kosovo. Ireland. And all of the micro and states. Ireland. But even Ireland has an agreement with NATO, I think, of some form. Yes. It's a, I don't know what it yeah. is exactly. I think it's a security pact. They've got a couple with um, Austria and mm. Switzerland but as Very well. few countries in Europe don't have an agreement with NATO. And to be fair, I think Serbia and Kosovo just aren't allowed to join NATO after what happened in yes, the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah it wasn't great. I mean, Serbia doesn't want to... Serbia wants to join the EU. It doesn't want to join NATO because of its ties to Russia, but... Kosovo, I can understand if they yeah. wanted to, <coughs> hmm. but I don't think they can because they're not internationally recognised by all NATO yeah. states. And Belarus has quite close ties to Russia. Belarus is practically a Russian puppet state. It is. Yeah. They're in a state of union. Oh, um, they? Well, they're, oh, yeah. they've signed an agreement to join a state of union eventually, which has taken away most of their sovereignty. And, and the Swiss, of course, will will never let their neutrality go. Their neutrality's gone because they, um, they they actually they sanctioned Russia. Mm. They, sang- they straight up said we're most of the time neutral but on this we are not staying neutral this is wrong which is shocking but no, they won't join NATO but that was a lot of um, Russian foreign yeah, which currency which is basically what I'm saying oh right sorry they won't join NATO yeah, they will never join NATO a lot of Russian foreign currency was held in Swiss banks because Russia believed they remained neutral and they a lot of that was frozen in Switzerland when they mm. invaded so they're kind of stuck on money now the day Switzerland joins NATO is the day I run for a bunker because <sighs> you know something's on very there wrong there aren't that many bunkers Finland Finland has enough bunkers to cover their entire population nuclear bunkers that Mm. is as well as um, Switzerland and more as well and then there's the Austrians have they ever tried joining NATO at all? they want to remain neutral Mm. after uh, World War II Hitler that's fair (laughs) no it's it's fair they wanted to remain neutral because the Soviets still occupied the east of their country before it was forcibly uh, 
I can prove. Yeah, and Sam, you're obviously more knowledgeable, <laughs> knowledgeable yeah, on this to, than, than we are. So what about Bosnia? Have they tried joining NATO? Bosnia has a major issue where their country split in two uh, with Republic of Serbia. That's Sibeska a pretty big problem. And, uh, um, that's true. You, you've got the Bosnian and Serbs yeah. and the then just the Bosnians. The Serbians don't want to join NATO because they want to join Serbia. And Bosnia would love to join but they can't be considered because they don't have control of their own country and they don't meet the requirements as well. Yeah, not to mention, if if they join NATO, then Republic of Serbska is just going to get up in arms about it. Yeah. I reckon Belarus is going to very quietly kind of slip into Russia. It has oh. been for years. I mean, like, properly integrated in. Oh, I reckon yeah. It'll... Yeah. it will fully happen eventually. Give I it. think it's the day Lukashenko falls because he's... Mm kind of the only man holding the mm, Russians but when, when the president dies Putin will quietly slip in and say mm-hmm. yeah. I'm in charge uh, now and Lukashenko's starting to get quite old so yes. give it give it 10-15 years maybe and Belarus will just become part of Russia it'll be a Russian state right I think we've done that one to death we did very well on that one yeah so um, on slightly less light um, I wouldn't call that one light well yeah but this see this scene was yeah yeah, this is an even more um, downer, even more of a downer, really. Mm. Not really a great way to end our year on, really, but... Yeah, don't um, know that. But, um... Well, it is what it is. There's, there's been a shooting in Copenhagen in a mall. Um, killed three people, which, for mass shooting terms, isn't that many, but this but is Europe we're this talking is Europe. about. This, this is America. This is America. It's Denmark, one of the most this developed countries in the world. Yeah. One of the most peaceful Really? Yeah, I really think you don't often yeah. hear about crime in Denmark. And the bit that really upsets me is that this man was known to psychiatric professionals. Mm. This wasn't just some rando who got hold of a gun, gun and went for it. And went for it without any prior knowledge. Because I think it's lucky that he was acting alone and not as mm. a part of a terrorist group. Yeah. But yeah. Still, that, that's something quite rare with horrendous. mass murder in Europe. Yeah. Mm. Do we have any reason why he did this? Because I've looked into it and I can't no, yet I, find I a reason. Found anything. Because it's it's a very recent story, so I think he generally kind of just lost it. Poor man. Well, poor man's a bit nice to him, yeah, he has committed shooting, but you know what I mean. Well, no, even then I still think mm. poor man, because at the end of the day he was really, really mentally ill. Mm. But also I think more should have been done because his condition was yeah. known. It's the, the, the authorities knew about him and they weren't helping. Yeah. So, and for Denmark, that's... Shocking. That's shocking. It's a shame because they've had very little school shootings. They're, they're very good at preventing crime. So to have yeah. this happen is a bit of a... It's a national tragedy for sure. And I, I can't think of a single instance of a Denmark crime. Nothing comes to mind. It's because the Nordics, including Denmark, are just... Peaceful, mm. developed, yeah, brilliant I, countries. I think I think the only real common crime in the Nordic countries is recreational use of drugs. <laughs> well, yeah, that's not the main that's one. That's true. Which is probably why crime doesn't happen all that much because everyone's high. Huh? Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah. I think another sad bit is this man's probably going to go to prison for the rest of his life. Mm, He's probably. only twenty-two. He's got and his condition will probably deteriorate in prison. Yeah. Realistically. But he has killed three people. Oh, Just yeah. want to put he, that out there he, before he, you start. He, he, he needs oh, to be punished. Before obviously. you start sobbing for him, he's killed three people. Yeah, obviously, obviously he's killed three people. No one's denying that. No. 
if he, he denies the fact punished. that he's just killed people, <laughs> yeah. then you're a bit delusional. Yeah, he, he needs to be punished, but it is harrowing that it's happened. Well, my, uh, Danish well, prisons are more well. Well, you see, I don't, I don't really, yeah, I don't really understand like the idea of punishment when you've committed a crime. Like, I get it. Mm. Don't get me wrong, but I think rehabilitation's much more. Important. Oh no, I, I yes. agree. We need rehabilitation, but and we I, can't just let him walk off free. And I and I think you know that, I mean? that's the, yes. that's the yeah. great part of um him being in Denmark realistically oh, yeah, he, he, because at the end of the day yes he killed three people but he's extremely mentally ill hmm. he's going to be rehabilitated he'll get what he needs hopefully. hopefully hopefully it's not like in America where he'd be in a supermax and wouldn't see anyone he wouldn't see people for days yeah he he will live not a normal life but a relatively normal life compared to prisoners here or in America he'll he'll live a somewhat acceptable life and if he ends up rehabilitated then I think it just shows how messed up our prison systems are I think it's a shame for the uh, I think it's two 17 year old Danish people and a Russian yeah and a 47 year old Russian national who's died which is heartbreaking their lives are over because of I guess you could say it's failures of the uh, Danish the state, system. Yeah. Well, it's not only failures of the mental health system, but it's also just three people's lives being ended because one person struggle. Mm. Which it happens, but it shouldn't have to. It shouldn't have to. It shouldn't have to. What's worrying is there's been quite a few shootings recently. We, we've seen it, and especially with it being um, an illegally obtained weapon as, mm. as well. Yeah. I mean, where was it? The one at the bar. What country was that? Uh, that was Norway. That I was believe. Norway. It was Oslo. Oh yeah, that was only a couple of weeks ago as well. Yeah, that was just before yeah. Pride March. It was it was actually a Pride Bar. I remember reading about it. Yeah, because they had to cancel the march because of they it. They cancelled the march, but then people actually just showed up and marched anyway, in effect, at the location. Which I can very much respect, oh, but yeah. it's very dangerous oh, doing that. I, I certainly wouldn't have shown up. Mm. But I guess, obviously, because I'm not... Mm. Yeah. Well, I'm not gay. It's a, it's a worrying yeah. and they trend are, of increasing. They, they, they probably value their freedom over their safety, realistically. I think it's a worrying trend of gun violence at the moment. Especially in the US and now in Europe as well. It feels like it's just an epidemic that's spreading. Yeah. Obviously, in the US, there's not much that can be done because it's an amendment to the Constitution and the Constitution is set in stone. <laughs> <clears throat> but in Europe, there's so much that can be done about it. And there's so much that's not being the thing done. Is, there's really high rates of gun ownerships in other countries, like, say, Switzerland, for example. Mm. They have a 0.02 murder rate. Yeah, but they have that right. amount of guns. It, I think I saw something um, a while ago. Switzerland had the lowest homicide rate in the world. Mm. Citizens are required to own guns in Switzerland. Yeah. Meanwhile, Honduras, guns are banned. Highest homicide rate in the world. It's really confusing when it comes to gun ownership. I think it's more about the culture around guns. Because, like, in America, they're very much like, my gun is my property. I love my gun. Yeah. Whereas Switzerland's Switzerland just like, I will only use it if I have to, but there's, like, a bear at my door. That's the only time I'll use it. I don't know. Well, Do they have bears? I don't, I don't believe it's that. I believe because Swiss culture is that their, their armies used to be excellent, but mm. mainly for either mercenary usage or defence. And since World War Two, when they were threatened so what, to be invaded so by the So what you're Germans, saying is... It's more of a defensive thing. Mm. And that's why I think... Mandatory military uh, thing is still in Switzerland yeah. as well. Yeah, the Swiss yeah. Guard. If you were to train Americans in that sort of thing, I recommend there'd be less shootings over there. Is there anything else we really even have to say on I this? Need to go I mean, soon. 
The police in the area have said this isn't an act of terror, which is good. That's a positive out of this. Because at the end of the day, it's not an act of terror. It's not a linked event. Yeah, it's a mentally ill man just going out thinking, I have nothing to live for, I am going to shoot people. Lost soul. It's the mentality of, I've got nothing left to lose, I might as well bring someone with me. Which is horrible that someone's in that position. Yeah. Though, what, what I will say is I'm relatively happy about is that he's not been charged with murder, he's been charged with manslaughter. Oh, really? Oh, right. Yeah, which, because he's not in a sound state of mind and he didn't entirely have control over his actions, mm. I think that is the right charge. Makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Right, that's all for today, and that's it for this college year. It's been quite a long one. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Would like to remind you that before we end for the year, um, all views expressed on this podcast are the debate zone. Does not represent East Norfolk Sixth Form as an institution. Thank you for letting us keep you in the loop, and we'll see you in September. Goodbye. Adios. Have a good summer.